DMC, the kings and queens. And we're in this month's penthouse magazine. You can find out things that you never knew about Run DMC in the April end too. What I did, I grabbed the penthouse, and then I hit. I peeked at the pictures, but never knew there were a lot of deaf articles to read too. You'll find out in our interview about what is a lie and what is true. So now I read it instead of just looking. You know you need it. You know what you're looking. So grab your April penthouse and put it in your hand. It's available now at your favorite newsstand. Also, in the April issue of Penthouse, a special edition of Four Magazine, absolutely free. It's time for another episode of... 252. With your host, Frank G, Ralphie B, and Kuwata Kirk. Yeah, I guess we got it. Kyocera sucks, Samsung wins. <laughs> yeah, every time. <laughs> Except yeah, alphabetically. Yeah, alphabetically, they come well, in second. What are you working with? You have Samsung, right? Yeah. You were doing the iPhone thing for a minute, right? And then you switched back. Me? Yeah. Or no, I've, I haven't had an, an Apple product since the Apple II. Yeah, some people swear by that stuff, man. I don't get it. You know, um, it's fun. we have a divided house. Um, my wife and all the kids, they're always on the Mac every day. And I'm like, I'm a PC guy, so... And I got the Android phone. I got my daughter has a iPhone. The rest of us have Androids, but then everybody's on the Mac, and I'm the only one that fucks with the laptop or you know. Oh, that keeps yeah, them from it, messing with your shit. It's good. I'm telling yeah. you, yeah, that's a great device. But if it wasn't for uh, work, I would have nothing to do with Mac. That's what we use at work. We're all Mac at work, but uh, at home, I'm all PC. Yeah, Cheap shit. Studios were all Mac like, for a long time, but now they're. they're I think they're missing. They're missing a golden opportunity, though, for their theme song to be "Return of the Mac." <laughs> that would be nice. Except, well, maybe well, now they could do that. For a long time, their their main market, you know, was like middle aged, vanilla ass white people, and that wouldn't have worked. But now that it's kind of a more every every day, every person sort of a thing, it would work. They still can yeah, try. Yeah. They can't go with Mac Dre yet, though. They got a ways to go for that. Before they use Mac Dre, just take it. Just um, it's a still shot. The entire ad is one frame, and it's just Dr. Dre sitting in a Macintosh. Nobody says a word. There's no there's no sound. He just looks right at you and just like shrugs his shoulders. And it's like hey, you know, <laughs> Mac, Mac Dre. <laughs> All right. So what's our topic of the day? We can get back to the year 1985 with Marty. That's always good. Actually, that ties into the comic convention thing I was just telling you about because I said, well, all this whole list of people that's charging ridiculous amounts of money to come up there and fucking take a picture and or autograph, which is two separate fees, by the way. Like, the only one I would mm. consider paying 50 bucks to even you know stand up and fucking meet is Leah Thompson because she was Lorraine and Lorraine was awesome. 
Oh yeah, really? Now she's, I think now she's Mayor, much Mayor Goldie Wilson is who I would like to. Uh, Mayor Goldie <laughs> Wilson. Yeah. I like the sound I of like, that. And I, I would just say that because I was watching this one doc, and apparently he is still into it. Also, the girl, not Elizabeth Shue, but the other girl who played the first Marty McFly's. Yeah, the first, the first Jennifer. Um, and there was a couple other people because I was. I, it was actually a. The documentary was on the DeLorean owners and people who go to all these different DeLorean conventions and stuff oh, like that. that out. And they have, it's this whole subculture. And it was kind of interesting, you know, when you're watching on a Saturday afternoon watching documentaries. I mean, it was kind of interesting to watch. But they still, like, charge. And, like, a big draw is when, you know, Doc Brown shows up. They're like, oh, wow, Doc Brown's going to be there. Because they have uh, also, what was it, the, the principal? He, he oh, there. yeah. Um, oh, right. Uh, the ball hit that. Yeah. James Toklin. Yeah. yeah. Did he ever have hair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just a, I mean, Back to the Future has affected so many people in so many different ways. Agreed. And, and it's also really, um, I mean, it was kind of awesome to see, like, almost like the where are they now. Like, these are actors that... I've never seen in anything since Back to the Future. Yeah, I, I, I can second that. I don't remember seeing Principal Copeland in anything or. Uh, he was uh, he was in Top Gun last year. Strickland shows yeah, up in a bunch of shit as a bad guy, but he was in Top Gun right after yeah. Back to the Future. I, okay, I don't remember anything after that. Right, right. Yeah, he he shows up in a lot of military, you know, type movies, playing that same character he that, was in Top Gun, pretty much. Kind of like. Um, What's his name from uh, Full Metal Jacket? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The, the drill sergeant. The drill yeah. sergeant, yeah. Who was, was a real drill sergeant? Oh, was he? Yeah, I real drill know sergeant. That. And uh, most of that stuff that he did was ad libbed. <laughs> yeah. Kept most of it. <laughs> so I that's an amazing performance right there. The strangest thing that comes from that is a few years ago they had talking action figures of that. And if you push the button, it said exactly what you think it was going to say. <laughs> like, wow, this is... This get is over a- here, you scumbag! <laughs> you better get me motivation right now, scumbag! Oh, rip off your head and take a giant shit down your neck! Now, fuck with my button again and I'll punch you in the snot locker so goddamn hard, it'll hospitalize your mother! I am Gunnery Sergeant R. Lee Irving! I am your senior drill instructor, and your darkest nightmare! Come out this slimy little pantyhose wearing shit, wrinkle toed, fudge packing, communist bingo prick who just fucked with my button again! Knock off the wine on you unorganized, bad bashing pile of civilian shit, or I will gouge out your eyeballs and skull fuck you! Motivation, confidence, and ambition pave the road to success! You made a wrong turn somewhere! Like, that's a toy that you don't usually find at the <laughs> oh Toys R Us. Oh, my God. Amazing. Hopefully that was made by McFarlane Toys, right? It wasn't, but it was one of those similar companies like Mezco or something that was doing the same thing there. Okay. They also had, like, the, the talking George W. Bush flight doll with a jetpack and shit like that. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw that some company now has Obamas that are ninjas. I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> the Obama ninjas? Yeah, I don't know what it, it was supposed to be some other character, but it was clearly Obama. I'm like, well, that's kind of interesting. 
That sounds like a nice uh, premise for a show, though. Later on, he can join the ex-presidents. <laughs> yes. Um, did, did Speaking of ex-presidents, did anybody see the rebooted, um, what was that, uh, Point break. Point break. Yeah, no, I, I, I missed it, <laughs> but I'm waiting for it. It's coming on cable like this yeah. month or something. Because so. <laughs> oh, I just want to know if Obama made it to the ex-president. <laughs> I, I don't know if almost, anybody had the balls to wear an Obama mask. Almost timely. Almost timely. <laughs> oh, I meant the, uh, the the animated ex-presidents, but yeah, those work too. Oh, man. Oh, hey, did you ever see that one uh, cartoon from, oh, my God, 10 years ago? It was an uh, internet. Uh, the, uh, what was it, the time-traveling Cosbys, I think? <laughs> Never. No, I don't it was the so. cartoon on the internet. This was not a fever dream that I had. This really was a thing. <laughs> and uh, I think it's probably since been pulled. But, I mean, it's, it was funny as hell. It was this uh, guy who did a flawless Cosby impression and um, there were so many carbon copies of Cosby. It, like every episode, there'd be like another Cosby and another Cosby, and they'd be getting in these wacky adventures. <laughs> it was very adult, and it was hilarious. Oh, I got to find was it. Was now, when you watch it now, accusation. This yeah, was so this was pre-accusation. So, so all like of those were years. actually little Cosbys that he spawned from all those women, right? <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that 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 was foul. Yeah. The illegitimate Cosby children. Why do you think there's so many Cosby kids? Just, yeah, just to think. I mean, what was it? 36, 38 women uh, made an accusation against Cosby, and he only ended up getting one illegitimate child from someone who didn't even make an accusation. I mean, that is a hell of a um, PSA for uh, safe sex. Yeah, there, you wow. there, there you go. Bill says... When you're going to rape the bitches, make sure you wrap up. Of course, that gives a new meaning to that cartoon, Little Bill. I don't think I want to watch that anymore. Yeah, you know what? I wonder if that was based off of of the cause. Yeah, that uh, was his show. Oh, that was his show. Yeah. That's that right. Was, that was Dr. Cosby educating the, you know, he was trying to educate the black youth. That was his movement thing there. Which, to some degree, is the thing that people say is why there are people framing him with this whole other thing. So it goes back to the conspiracy side of things. Like, well, there's there's 1% belief that perhaps he didn't do any of that stuff that he says he didn't do, and they're really setting him up. And then they also killed Prince, and they also killed Michael Jackson. And, uh, and they're going to be after Tracy Jordan. Because, yeah, you ever watch 30 Rock? When uh, the, yes. the Black Crusaders were after the Tracy Black Jordan? Black Crusaders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. <laughs> I, I, I remember I did the, I never watched 30 Rock live. I did the mash when it was on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. So right. I got a whole, I just watched, <laughs> I mean, all of those episodes. I mean, there's really no, I mean, you can watch 30 Rock out of, oh, out of sequence. Yeah. For sure. There's no real reason to sit Still there good. and watch, but there's just so much going on. <laughs> and, and some, insane way i think tracy jordan is kind of uh i think he's he's him i think he's tracy oh, jordan i think yeah. he is he, he basically ad-libbed half of that show too dollars to donuts but the real star of that show though alan baldwin i mean yeah brilliant <laughs> brilliant alan you know, baldwin. i saw beetlejuice a little while ago and it took me a while to figure out who the fuck it was 
I'm like, oh, what, wait, which Baldwin is it? That's Alec Baldwin. Holy shit. He used to look like that. I forgot. Yeah. And he looks better big. Like, he looks more like a, you know, it's like he, that skinny guy. It's like, what the fuck is that guy? You know, it's, you know, it's funny. I, I, I kind of agree. He's one of those few actors and actresses in Hollywood that uh, really got better. Uh, they looked better as a, that, that stunning look when he was real, real young, the ice blue, and he could be shirtless. Hey, who's a handsome man? And right. he, yeah, he could do all that stuff. He was, but I feel like he looks, he looks more distinguished. He's a more powerful presence now as an older man. Right. Than he is. And um, I, I just want to circle that to, um, I feel personally, Marisha Tomei is hotter now <laughs> than yeah. when she was on uh-huh. like a different world. Yeah. I mean, she was always cute, you know, my cousin Vinny and all that other stuff. Uh-huh. And the, the actual that movie that she did with Robert Downey Jr., you know, and the one uh-huh. with Christian Slater. I can't remember the title for those movies, but when you had the A part. Yeah, the Baboon Heart. The Baboon Heart or whatever. Yeah. She was always cute. She was always a cute girl. But when you talk about, like, the wrestler... And when you talk about, like, even now, I mean, she's, like, she has, like, this this real gritty kind of sex appeal now mm-hmm. that it's just like, damn. It's like, I, hey, I, I agree 100%. I mean, I was not mad seeing her up on screen one bit. Even being Aunt May, who you, you know, you think Aunt May, you think of the old gray-haired <laughs> you want to stell Getty and then you Lady. get Marissa Tomei. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, I have never wanted to have sex with Aunt May so much. Ever. <laughs> when, well, well, maybe that maybe that one time, but other than that. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, besides that time. And now I'm thinking about an Aunt May, Mary Jane. Get no shit, Spidey sense. Peter Parker's lucky day. Mary Jane, black cat with the supermodel three-way. <laughs> two, two piece in a biscuit combo. That's where I'm at now. Hey, throw Gwen Stacy in the mix, and uh, I'm too much. I think Gwen Stacy. That's a little bit too much. Well, for me, well, okay, for me, I can, I can do two. Yeah. Three is that's getting confusing. I'm thinking three, Alex. <laughs> I think what you, is Spider-Man's favorite threesome, Alex? Now you'd be better off if that was if you had all four of those choices. Then you'd be better off going Aunt May and Black Cat. And then saving Gwen and Mary Jane for the other one. Well, who's going to play the black cat in the real world? Because, I mean, hey, look, cartoon black cat. I've fucking amazing cosplay chicks that you go, oh, my God, that's totally Okay, all right. Well, yeah. But they can't put yeah. that in a movie because it would be rated R immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen some of these, co- like, the painted on ones. Oh, my God. Like, Pretty much. Latex. Where, where were these women when we were going to convention is what I want to know. Because uh, like, the hottest chicks there were the ones that were working for the convention. Right. So we went to one, there was this Vampirella chick. Oh, that was man. Fine. She was sick. And then there was Glory. Glory and what was that other chick? Evangeline. Or so, I don't know. Uh, yes. Yeah. There was these, they were like obviously models. paid models yeah. to dress up because the regular girls that were there if there were any, I, I don't remember. <laughs> I remember it being a sausage, a major sausage fest. <laughs> yes. And I'm talking. That's a great, that's a great band name. 88, 89, 90, 91 when we were going. Mm-hmm. That, that run. And then we. Then we had made a resurgence around then, 94, 95. Yeah, 94, 95, 96. And I yeah. swear to God, they were probably 
a handful of women. I don't even remember. I couldn't but, tell you if there were any. The women that were there were probably the dude's moms that were dropping them <laughs> off. <laughs> That's probably who was there. It's like Daniel's mom, yeah. karate kid. I'll pick you guys up. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But I have this documented, though. We took some video of uh, one of these conventions. And uh, for some reason, uh, you know who Red Dread is. Yeah. But uh, no one else knows who Red Dread is. Red Dread was a character created by me and the guys. It was me and a red mask that looked like Grifter's mask. And so uh, I actually wore Grifter's mask to uh, the convention. And uh, in pictures with these uh, Image and Homage Studios models, I was actually uh, wearing the mask. And then on video... And I concurred as my witness when I was taking the mask off because uh, the, the ladies, they were beckoning me. They were like, go on, take off the mask. I was like, all right, cool. I take the mask off and I kind of throw my hair back. And then the, the uh, model chick looks at me and she's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that actually happened. I was a little, I was like, oh. I was like, this nigga is not going to be any good. This happened 25 years ago and I'm still riding off of that. Hi. <laughs> I think she was just really expecting a hot mess yeah. <laughs> to come from that. And then she, you know, <laughs> right. she saw she saw a five and a half, six. <laughs> she she was expecting, you know, yeah, so, like a two. Yeah. <laughs> and then when she saw, like, hey, you know, hey, you're not a fucking mess. Yeah, because there definitely was a a feeling that we were the coolest kids in the room, right? All the way to the point where um, I don't know if we've shared this story before, but we were talking for about, I don't know, maybe about 45 minutes to an hour with Al Simmons. Yeah, now, that's right. Uh, there's some people in the know, there's some people who don't, but Al Simmons is the created character, uh, the actual name of Spawn's character in the McFarlane books. But he's also a real, real person, person that works for McFarlane. So he was there, and we were like, oh, we met him. And he was like, Al Simmons. We're like, ha-ha, that's funny. And he was like, no, I really am Al Simmons. <laughs> and I was like, because I didn't know at that time until then. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know you were a real person. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. And then we were sitting there, we were talking, and we started talking for so long. And then he shared this story with us that I don't know if it is um, – I don't know if he was blowing smoke up our ass or what, but it was some weird – uh, uh, dominatrix, some guys chained up on the wall, yeah. beaten, and he said he was in this room. He don't know why he was there, but he just figured that this was the last time that these guys are going to be on this planet because there was like there was too much bodily fluid and violence and stuff going on. He was like, "I'm at the wrong party," and <laughs> but I felt cool that he felt yeah, like he, he was able he was to share that. He was sharing with us. It was awesome. I yeah. mean, was that like uh, a day at the McFarland offices or? Yeah, it was, it was really weird that we actually were privy to a back uh, to an opening. There was also a guy there who was dressed like Chapel. Chapel. This yeah. guy is in uh, Rob Liefeld's <laughs> Young Blood series. He's actually the person that killed Spawn or Al Simmons. Right. And he was dressed up and big buff black dude. <laughs> and he kept fucking with us like the whole time we yeah. were at the convention. He kept following us and trying to like. 
rough us up. Yeah, silently too. Yeah. Silently. <laughs> he would never say. He anything. would never say anything. But every time we look, he's like, "Fuck, here comes Chapel again." <laughs> I know. He was like a silent assassin, just following us around the convention. So then, there, at one point, I mean, he really kind of warmed up, and I kind of I took a picture with him where I was like uh, nose to nose with him, like I was flexing on him, and he's obviously got arms like a bodybuilder, <laughs> freaking huge. I'm, yeah, skinny, 162 pounds. <laughs> oh, man, that was good. It was like a before and after shot. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking, that's around, what, 95? 95, yeah. Up in that, it's about 10 years off of uh, what we were talking about originally. <laughs> Which is 1985, <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. It all works. So, uh, yeah, all right, so 1985. I, I actually haven't done my 85 homework like I did before. Well, oh, yeah. you, you were doing homework, a cheater. <laughs> no, that, that works. I, 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 not me. I've been coming in cold. Well, when we were doing, when we were going by years, I was, I was looking up, uh, you know, a bunch of things to refresh myself, you know. And then we've been off the reservation for so long mm-hmm. that I I just talking current events and stuff. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we mixed a night. I'll title the last one a 1984 because we said so or something. But uh, we spread it over like eight episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good year. Someday I'm gonna have to ed- take them all, edit it down into one show. That's just the 1984 stuff for the people who come along late or something. But <laughs> right. But fuck right, them, they should have been here. <laughs> or almost at a year. Right. I got like two weeks to go. Oh, right, yeah. There so, was there uh, was plenty of shit that happened in nineteen eighty five. I figured well, you were old enough to remember that shit at this point. When I, I would have to say, okay, mm-hmm. first I would say, uh personal experience eight nineteen eighty five, living in Fairfield, living at the Rock. Um, that is when drugs really kinda hit my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I use that only in the, uh, I'm, I'm using this only in the sense that my love of comics and comic books and drawings and stuff like that, during this time when drugs was really hitting our neighborhoods really bad, and a lot of the young guys around my age were claiming gangs, and they were doing runs for the older kids who were selling stuff, people were riding their bikes and taking shit and doing this and doing that. I kind of went completely the other way. I took pen to paper and I started drawing all the neighborhood kids as superheroes. So I had a superhero character persona, my brother, all the guys in the neighborhood. Yeah. I, it started out just as like a, like a pinup for everybody. Like uh, my buddy Mango, I would draw them all buff and give him his little powers and stuff like that. And then my buddy Dwight, I would do the same thing. And another kid down the neighborhood over here and another kid and one of the homegirls over here. And I just drew everyone first as a superhero. Then what I did was I created a superhero team and put them all in. And I would do these one-page comic books. It would just be one page. I would draw something on it, put some more bubbles on, do another page like that. And you know what? I kind of remember everyone was like clamoring for their comic. Right. Yeah, I every, remember that. At, at a point, I had it was the one super group, and then I would break them off into smaller groups 
Like, and they were always like age appropriate. The older kids would be over here, yeah. the younger kids would be over here, and it would be like a young crew. And I mean, each one of these books was literally like maybe ten pages total. 15 single, or sometimes I would cut it in a page and a half and put like two panels on it. Uh-huh. At the most, three is what I was doing. Because in 85, I was 11 years yep. old. So it wasn't like I was, you know, super old or super knowledgeable. All I knew is that this epidemic, from a kid's perspective, a lot of my friends or not even just my friends, but the older kids who were cool and were playing with us and stuff, they were changing. You know, yeah, the stuff they were getting, either they were getting money and being able to buy stuff and they were acting older and doing that other thing, or kids were fucking with stuff and they became addicts. Right. And you can see it just as, as plain as day. You can see the division. And as the kids, the older kids that were like 16 and 17, and it started filtering down to the 14 and 15-year-olds, the 12 and 13-year-olds, you've kind of seen it coming down in the neighborhood. So I started doing these comics and stuff like that and drawing. And it also kind of encompasses what we had talked about before, where the manager of that apartment complex, she would see us on the stoop making these comics and stuff like that. And I think she got an idea of what was going on and what we were doing. That's why she helped us out later on. But this was years later that she helped us out. But in the very beginning, it was around that summer of 85 because this is when um, uh, myself, Ralphie, and Tommy were all going to the same church. There was this bus that would pick up all the neighborhood kids. <laughs> And basically, our moms just wanted to get rid of us over the summer, at least one day. Yeah. And they would put us on this bus. There were these really happy white people that came and knocked on your door and said, hey, we'll take your kids for the day. And then everybody in the hood was like, yeah, yeah. thank you. We'll do that. <laughs> so, like, almost all the kids in my neighborhood and stuff like that were going. And this is how, because I uh, said before, Ralphie and I actually met the year before in 84, but I didn't know his name. He didn't know my name. I was just like, hey, tall kid, you want to come play with us? And he was doing laundry and shit like that. So he would play with us yep. at the park while he was doing laundry. When he did his laundry, he went home. So then that next summer, we're on the we're all on the bus. And, you know, my buddy Tommy was with us too, and he was this, you know, little young Asian kid, and he had his little brother and his little sister. And I remember them always being real quiet on the bus, and they all sat together yep. on that one bench. Everybody else was rowdy. I mean, this it was, was a, it was a hood bus. Think, think soul plane, but with younger people on a bus. It was bad. <laughs> and they're trying to sing the, the church songs, like, the wheels on the bus go round and round, and we are singing other songs in the back. Yes. <laughs> Possibly Prince, most likely Michael Jackson, definitely Dougie Fresh. Yeah. So we're doing this stuff, and, and lo and behold, uh, we actually did. They, their plan was good because they actually got a lot of us talking about God and church, and we were doing all the stuff. We went to that church for all of us as a group for a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, again, several years. A lot of it because I know like Tom, like they were they were Chinese. His mother was a Buddhist. She was not Christian. She was just like I want <laughs> these kids out of the house. Out of the house. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Ralphie and his brother, same thing. His mom wanted him out. I damn sure know my mom wanted me and my brother out. <laughs> yes. And there was some other neighborhood kids and we were all go. And I say this to say I had my, my pages and stuff 
and that's when I noticed um, Ralphie was doodling something on the bus. Mm -hmm. And I saw what he had. I showed him a little something I had. And then he made, like, kind of like in the same vein that I did with the neighborhood kids, he did it with the kids on the bus. Yeah. Yeah, it made us all a uh, superhero crew. And uh, and it's kind of weird because I, I knew Tom from uh, elementary school and kind of from, um, shit, I think at that time, what was I, in sixth or seventh grade? I can't even remember. How old was I? Eighty-five. Summer eighty-five was right before seventh grade. So. Yeah. Okay. You were probably grade. twelve. All right. So twelve. I I did know Tom, but um, I don't know how we all ended up hooking up. Was it? It was the comic book thing. Maybe he he brought he brought he actually brought comics on the bus. He brought comics. He on brought the comics on the bus. He had these he had these Asian comic books. I forgot yeah. what they were called. <laughs> Still yeah, they were. Well, you had to read them from the back, right? Yeah. Back they started at the back. Yeah. The back like, of the book. Weird, but cool. They were like heroes for I don't know what they were called. Oh man, I wish I had the name of those books right now because he had a bunch of them. He was reading them, and I was like, "What's up with those?" There's a ton <laughs> of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he was reading them, and we were like, "Look, he's into the shit. We're into the shit." And, you know, I had my little background. Rafi had his in the mm -hmm. comic book world. And that's kind of what started us all in. And it's really funny because when you cut chase to us in the 90s, whoring and doing all the things that we were doing, right. when people find out that we all started on this church bus all going to Sunday school together, they're like, we don't see how that's mm -hmm. even possible. That's not even, no, that doesn't even register. I think that's how it usually is now, though. Usually when people that's, are complaining the most yeah. about it, they're the ones who had that sort of background, you know. That's right. Exactly. That's what I was saying. I mean, how did Anakin Skywalker start out? Anakin started out as a regular little eight-year-old boy who had a crush on a girl. You were supposed to bring silence to the force! <laughs> and that's funny that you say that because there are theories saying that that's not exactly true. It wasn't, it wasn't Anakin being good it was Anakin being bad that was supposed to bring balance that, that's the theory right well, right because originally right. they were out of balance because there was like 5,000 Jedi <laughs> you know it's like we need to cut right. that shit down to one and that was that was balancing <laughs> that was not balancing that was called genocide at some point at some point uh, there is Yoda says misread the prophecy was I mean I know that yeah. comes in somewhere so like they, they figured that shit out a bit too late but yeah but yeah, and then riding on the school bus, we all figured out, okay, we're all teen or preteen boys. We all like Star Wars. We all like comic books. We all like drawing. We like effing around. So it was just... And it started out, Ralphie was able to come to the neighborhood first. Tom was only able to come to the neighborhood for really short amounts of time. Yeah, his mother, which is good because... Back in the mid-80s, living at Rockwell Manor was not cool. It was um, it was the bad side of town. <laughs> and it's so funny that you say that. I mean, I know you were living there. I would visit. I lived in a house like a few blocks away, not too far away. But I, I always thought it was so fun being over there because there were kids all over the goddamn place. And it was, just, <laughs> it was so fun. Uh, and I was living in a house on a street. There were a couple of kids, but I mean, you know, not 
in a condensed area. Yeah. I, I, back in back in the day, I mean, you could just go outside and get somebody. Would be somebody, and there'd be enough kids to where you could play football, you could play mm-hmm. kickball, you could yeah. ride your bikes, and you know, tag, all uh, you yeah, hide and go seek. Uh, and they had that cool uh, playground too, where you where you played no sand tag. I mean. It was, it was cool. Well, it was cool when we were a kid. Probably if you look at the playground now, you're like, God <laughs> damn. This thing is like 12 by 12, like I'm a saying, jail cell. I'm like, you've got a techno shot just looking at this playground. <laughs> but uh, that was the world when, when, I, was, when I was a kid. Because we moved to that apartment complex, I want to say in 81, 81, 82. And it was really nice because, you know, my mom was coming from New York where even though in New York my family always lived in a decent building, the neighborhood was always shit, you know. It was always like, it, it's, it, it was like always one of those things where, yeah, this was a nice neighborhood until all the blacks moved in. So they were like, they were always that, they like, we were here before all the shit came. Yeah. So they were like, because they were all high yellow, so they were passable. <laughs> So it was only my grandmother was like the darkest one in the house. And they were like, yeah, you know, that Italian guy has that uh, negress woman in his house. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> his, his grandfather was black, but he was very, very, very fair complected yeah. to the point where you, when you see my kids now, it's like, dude, if you see my mother's, mother's side of the family, you would not be shocked that all of my children are white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, they're already half white, but then <laughs> they have like no pigmentation. <laughs> it would be cool if they were half white, but like straight down the middle. Yeah, I know. See, oh, yeah. I want to see like that one of these days. Yeah, exactly. Like or like that. Remember in Star Trek, they had the half black, half white thing. That's funny that you say that because one of my kids who will remain nameless, I know Kurt <laughs> knows who it is, but uh, when we would tell her when she was young that she was half black and half white. She would say, oh, yeah, I know. She would, like, pull her shirt up and be like, okay, so my bottom half must be my black half, and then my top half is my white half. <laughs> and that just made sense to her. Yeah. <laughs> this is darker up here. This is lighter. So this is what makes sense. Yeah. Uh, even one better, my kids, um, my middle child, his, uh, his skin pigmentation is slightly darker than his brothers. So he would always say, uh, well, Kanan's white. I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was Justice? Yeah, Justice would always be like, I'm black. Kanan's white. I'm black. <laughs> Meanwhile, Justice looks Colombian, though. <laughs> yeah, he really looks like I mean, Dominican. Yeah, he has a, he's got straight hair. And he he does great. not yet. Yeah, you better check the pool, he, boy. Shit. <laughs> hey, hey uh, Frank... If you would have been in the hospital room with me, oh, it was so when, weird. When this, first, when this first kid came out, I was like, I looked at, the first thing I looked at was the doctor gave me the baby. I'm looking at the baby. First thing I looked at, not my wife who had just gave birth. I looked at my brother. And he looked at me like, oh, shit. Shaking his head. Shaking his head. Like, you got got. That is a white baby. I Damn, she got me. Yeah, and she's all, let me see, the baby. And I was just like, oh. And they're like, you're happy? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, the first 
the first few weeks were a little touch and go. Yeah, because, I mean, let's be honest, I wasn't, I mean, she told me she was pregnant, and I was like, who are you again? (laughs) (laughs) So I had to, you know, I had to take that one on the chin, married her, stayed with her, and then, of course, a couple years later, we had another baby who looked exactly like the first one. They were like the exact same kid when it came out. Either she was fucking the same guy and it wasn't you, or she was fucking the same guy and it was you. Yeah. That's how I eventually, <laughs> I decided that I went with the latter, and then I was like, okay, well, this is... This and is a big conspiracy the, there, where she's like, a couple yeah. of years later, calling him up, okay, we got to do it again, just so he thinks it was him. <laughs> yeah. Because we were really, in real life, we were beefing at that time, so I don't know, she could have called somebody up, but look... I love my children. I feel like they, they are my children For regardless. Sure. No matter what their mom did <laughs> to put the wooka on them. But I do have, I mean, they don't look like me per se, but there are people in my family, especially on my mother's side, that they, they, resemble. they resemble very strongly. And side-by-side baby pictures of it, it's almost impossible to tell. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the one thing that I do like is that all my kids at least look like each other. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's always a blessing. So when we do go somewhere, you know, it's like, okay, well, this is clearly a family. <laughs> People are scratching their head on a couple of them like, wow, it's the same face, but that kid's white, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, no, he's not. He's just really, really, really high yellow. <laughs> look, I had a teacher that predicted this in high school that if the – Race mixing continues as it is. Everyone's going to be the same beige color at some point down the line. There will never, there will not be any pure anything. Right. Probably in about fifty years, maybe a hundred. And I'm doing my best to uh, add to that. There was some, uh, there was some racist meme the other day that was like that. It had some hillbilly guy, and he's like. You know, I, I, I'm glad they're all interbreeding because in another generation, all them, you know, N words will erase themselves from the earth. And yeah. like, wait a minute, dude, it, it totally works exactly the opposite of what you're thinking. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> like, your genetics yeah. were not your strong subject, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, because trust me, all the light skinned guys that I've ever known in life, when they get accosted by the police, they get thrown in with all the rest of the. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't make no difference. It does not. It is what it is. But with that being said, circling back around, um, there, was, there was that time in, in the mid 80s, and it was like really bad in the, in the big cities. Fairfield, you would think. Like especially my family on the East Coast, they they still came out even as bad as it was in our apartment complex. When they came out, it was like still there's trees and yeah. grass and everything mm-hmm. looks nice. They're like, "What are you talking about?" Doesn't smell like piss everywhere. Yeah, they were just like this. They were like, "What are you guys talking about? This is good. This is all good." And I'm like, "It ain't really all good, man." And you know, the police do come through here when <laughs> they've been busting shit up. But it's like, it looks nice. The grounds are kept. There's yep. no trash. There's no people sleeping in your doorway. So what's your problem? Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, well, I guess it's always, uh, you know, the grass is always greener, you know? Very true. Very right. true. And coming from where we came from, too, in Chicago, I mean, goddamn. Um, yeah, our parents were escaping from 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, coming to California was like they were they were escaping from the shit. But um, when it when the drugs did come through and it started getting when it started getting real bad, like when we actually saw people that we kind of you know as little kids kind of looked up to the bigger kids, mm-hmm. when you start seeing the cops come and people getting arrested and doors yeah. getting kicked in and stuff like that, it started getting really real. And I remember it was a time. I'm jumping ahead a little bit because I was in the, probably like the seventh grade, and I had a buddy of mine, uh, Don, who was in the Monster from Hell. Monster Hell, yeah. Um, when we first started hanging out and stuff like that, you know, his mom, they're from West Virginia. They wasn't with none of this shit, and uh, she was giving me a ride home. And, you know, they're in the minivan, the whole thing, and we're coming down from Grange, and um, Don wanted to... He asked his mom if he could hang out at the house, at my house. And she was like, oh, and she was right in the middle of about to either say whether she was or she wasn't. We pull up into the driveway of the apartment complex. There's like 15 cop cars popping out. We got guns drawn and everything. She does the big stop, like right, like as soon as you pull in, look down and stop. And of course, I got that. Fuck that, ah, oh, shit. Uh, this is yeah. today that yeah. has to go down. I mean, we just got out of school, too. So it's like, what, 2.30, 3 o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon? In the afternoon. And uh, she's like, uh, are you okay right here? And I'm like, you know what sucks about that? And she didn't say, hey, why don't you come over to our house for a couple hours? She's like, yeah, no. get your Negro ass out <laughs> yeah. in your element. Was, are you okay right here? And I, I, I got it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I got it. You, so you, Don, you're good, right? So you're going home. Yeah. You don't want to come over, right? Yeah, right. We're going to our lily white neighborhood. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. So there was that, you know, but you know, and that's when you know things, you know, were really getting bad. And of course, eventually, around what was it, ninety, ninety or ninety one, mm-hmm. we ended up moving. Up. We, we we pulled the Jeffersons, yeah, and you know, uh, we moved to going up. We went, you know, you talk about moving on up. We went closer by where your house was. We lived, we lived in those luxury apartments on the corner from uh, down the street from where you live. They may have been building those when you left, uh, Frank. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if you remember. Right across from where the um, that movie theater and that uh, drive-in was. Right, yeah, they, like, that's, they were right building across. those because that's... Uh, yeah. When they started breaking up the shit there for those is when all the mice started coming into our area. That's what, what like got Mike's house filled with the... Yeah, all those, all those field <laughs> yeah, mice. Yeah, with all those field mice. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. So they started because they, they wanted to make it almost rolling hills, but mm-hmm. they still had to cut. They had to cut and put in um, apartments. So, yeah. so when we moved over there, it was just like, oh, God, I completely forgot about living in the hood. <laughs> yeah. This is real. They were on the night side of town. I mean, it was like two, three pools, a workout yeah. room. Oh, yeah. Nice. Big, oh, man, it was real nice. Fucking seriously, yeah, seriously close to the freeway exit or entrance. Oh, entrance. man. Very yeah. Cool. That at the time, and then we, you know, we went from shopping at Lucky's to shopping at Albertsons, and it was just like. <laughs> we just came up. They came up, man. Yeah, you got to shop at Lucky's no more. No. We oh, Lucky's Albertson Lucky's was so awful. And there was the new Albertson, too. Yeah, you're right. Goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> Never turned back. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got checked. I was gone. <laughs> I was talking about staying in the hood. I was going to give back to the hood. <laughs> as soon as I got my check, I was gone. <laughs> I heard that. And that's exactly <laughs> what we did. Yeah. 
And yeah. so uh, Matt was living around the corner from you. Matt, yeah, Matt was living on Marigold. Matt was on Marigold. I was still on Nightingale. And then, um, shit, Frank had left. Pat was about to go into the Army, but he was still in Sicily. He was, yeah, he was gone. Uh, well, I guess he might in between. But he was gone when I got back in November. So he left somewhere after, between June yeah, and November. I, yeah, he yeah. left summer, summer, summer ninety one. Summer night, he left immediately. Uh, so did uh, Dime. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. I know uh, uh, Mark. Uh, he also worked with you guys at Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Yeah, I remember Mark. Yeah, that's uh, that's my wife's uh, foster brother. Yeah, really? Mark Meyer. Small world. Yeah. Yes, and nice. that's a small world. That's small world because uh, when uh, me and my wife were first dating when we was 20 because he was in the army already and he had came home to visit and then she was like oh man I'm going to meet my new boyfriend hang out with these guys and he came over he goes fuck I know all these guys I went to high school with them and work yeah. and stuff like that about him two years ago yeah. <laughs> she was, he was like come meet these, <laughs> these guys he's like shit I know all of them I'm and then from that day forward he had stayed a permanent fixture <laughs> in our group from yeah. that moment very true that's cool I remember he was, he was always cool yeah. yeah, he he was he was I remember I I, I remembered him cuz I remember him working with you guys at Chick-fil-A and I vaguely remembered him going to high school with us. <laughs> cuz he was he was always kind of a loner type. He never really hung out with people. Niner's yeah. hat. Yeah. yeah and, we, we both chased the same girl a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yep. And uh, believe it or not, he does bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> I know he does because till the very last day he was on there hitting on her. <laughs> I used to uh, laugh. I'm like, motherfucker, it's Mark Meyer. Hey, what's up, dude? Because it was me, him, and her. And like, dude, old times, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the more things change, the more things stay the same. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is, and, it's, and it's so funny how incestuous our group is. Because yeah. <laughs> those, little, those little times had kept echoing throughout our lives from high school all, all the way up. Yeah. It was like uh, we were all a part of a tribe, and there were only like a couple of women to go around, and they did. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's because those were the ones who would associate with nerds, which is what we were. <laughs> well, there you, know. you go. Now it's flipped around to where they all want the nerd, you know. I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, and I, I know. I, I never felt like I really shed my nerd skin, but there was a point in time where I was like uh, kind of turning my back on the nerdiness but then but then you know at some point you're like well fuck it this is what I am I'm just going to embrace it well yeah there was definitely that time because we actually I don't know how I don't know how but there was a there was a point where the level of women that we were with I don't I I don't want to say upgrade because I don't want to offend anybody Mm -hmm. but there was an upgrade (laughs) the quality (laughs) the quality of women that we were and I remember when we kind of dialed in on that, I was like, hey, man, these were like the cool girls in high school. Yeah. These are the ones that all the cool guys were and all the jocks were around and everything like that. Yeah. And now that they're coming over to here, they're coming to our house, they're coming to our barbecues. And so when now those jock guys try to come over, they're, they had that, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that guy from high school. And they still wanted to act kind of tough. And then you could like, hey, dog, this is my house. Like, right. yeah. respect me or bounce, kid. And then, of course, when we had the neighborhood hoodlums, 
was coming to our parties yeah. for fun because they like drinking and having fun and and then these are really like we were never the do dirt kind of guys dude so i mean if i had to fight i would but thank god i never really had to fight anybody yeah. i mean we I, we've gotten to confrontations and altercations and we pop the chest out but i ain't never really had to go to i ain't really had to, never had to, tools go, out to go to work on somebody yeah, no, no. but we had people at our house that did <laughs> True. And these people had no problems taking a tech knife out and put it in somebody's face because they was trying to disrespect our house. Yep. And that, I, on my word, that happened. And we yep. even had to stop because there was other people who was cool and they were still trying to like, and I was like, hey, no, they, no, they're, no, they're, no. they're cool. They're cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> these are the bad guys. These are cool guys. Don't pull your gun out on everybody. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. I mean, it, it was cool with those gangsters having your back. But it was like, at some point, it's too much. Because <laughs> there was one time when, I, and I'm not going to say anybody's names, but one of these gangster guys that came over and he had like it was a brown paper bag yeah. that he had. It was all crumpled up, mm-hmm. and he was. It was a knock on my door, and I opened the door, and he's like, "Hey, Kurt, man, I need you to hold this bag for me." I said, "I am not holding that bag." <laughs> he's like, "Come on, Kurt." And when he tried to give it to me, it's all clinking and stuff. So, to, and my, I, I never looked in the bag. I tell you yeah. was in the bag, right. but it sounded like a whole lot of fucking guns. Is what I <laughs> Brought a shopping bag full of guns to my house. I was like, it was like, he's like, Kurt, man, hold it back. He's like, come on, Kurt, stop being a fucking bitch. And hold it. I was like, man. <laughs> I said, look, man. <laughs> I, I was like, look, dog, I love you. That bag is not going to like, And he had that look. I mean, he was high. Yeah. His eyes was all fucked up. Yeah. I don't know what. I know. I mean, I, I think it was more than just weed because he was fucked yeah. up. He oh, was yeah. sweating and shit. Yeah. He yeah. was like, and I was like, look. Now, on the other side, there was another dude, dirt guy. Again, I'm not saying any names. Uh-huh. He told Tom, Tom, I need you to hold off his merchandise. It was a TV. It was a lot of stuff. Tom was like, yeah, yeah, open the door. <laughs> I came home from work. I was like, brand new setup. I was like, there was like a, uh, what was it, like a, probably a 36-inch TV. And now understand, we had some bullshit. We were poor. We had some bullshit in our apartment. Oh, yeah. So when you see a, a, a huge fucking, like, at that time, it would have been like the a big huge flat line. screen or something like that. Yeah. And Tom's like, yeah, man. And he goes, homeboy brought it over. I'm like, the fuck did he get that? <laughs> and why is it here? And we had all kind of, it was all cordless kind of phones. Yeah, cordless phones. Like, hell cordless like, phones. Like, yeah. Everybody had a cordless phone. Don't act like you didn't get a cordless phone. Look, <laughs> I'm not saying that I received nor knew about any of this merchandise where it came from. It just seemed funny to me <laughs> at the time. At the time. <laughs> no, 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 I fell off a truck. You know. Yeah, exactly. I found it. He found, found it. Where'd you find it? In somebody's TV. living room and shit. <laughs> <laughs> now this stuff was in the box. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> that's that's see that's no you know, when it's got somebody else's serial numbers engraved in it, that's a feel bad situation. But when it's in the box, right. nah, fuck it. <laughs> that's what I'm like that that it never made it to no person has felt that loss. Some insurance company ate that shit. Fuck it. Yeah. There you go. See, all and, of this and it's stuff. called acceptable losses anyway. They they, yeah. they they expect something's gonna fall off the back of the truck. 
All of this stuff I, is I very, believe. very 1985 because that was you know yeah. the year of crack, AIDS, and Reagan being uh, sworn in for his second term, right? Right. Oh, yeah. So dead center of Reagan was you know 85. Reaganomics is called voodoo economics. It doesn't work. <laughs> you borrow and borrow and borrow and never have to pay back. Pay it back, yeah. baby. But now it seems like we're paying for it now. <laughs> so, oh yeah, we. I, I think I think the economists are saying that we are paying for it. Yeah. Um, yeah they, I remember not wanting Reagan in office, not really knowing what it meant, but knowing that it wasn't good for us per se. And I remember in I guess I was sixth grade making a uh, a song called Reagan Busters to the tune of <laughs> Ghostbusters. But that that whole year, we did a whole lot of busters thing. There was like a school oh, yeah. lunch busters and, you know, I don't know. I remember bra busters. Bra. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think of that. Oh, yeah. That was, was, that was big at our school. We were I was in Antioch still then, though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, 85. That was the thing, too. You were talking about singing in the back of the bus. 85 was We Are the World. Like, everybody was fucking, we had to sing that Oh, oh yeah, that, yes. That, that was yes. We Are the World. We, we, would, we would sing when we're supposed to be singing the church song. That we was singing We Are, we the, are world. the World. There you go.
Down and out. And I remember because I kept doing uh, Bruce Springsteen's part. <laughs> That's right. I mean. We are the children. We are the I, I was doing that. I was about to strain myself. Almost hurt myself just now. <laughs> it looked like it. Um, so Prince was supposed to be on that record, right, Frank? They asked him to do it, but he he had he had something else going on, so he couldn't attend that uh, that session. But then people were pissed at him. But uh, he gave them a yeah. song for the album, you know, uh, an entire song of just him, you know, that, that they could put on yeah. there and sell, and that was supposed to be cool. And then later on, he wrote a song about them being pissed at him for only writing them a song and not showing up in the big you know room full of people. So right. He had and, like a uh, show I, that night or something. So there was, you know, Prince shows don't end at 8 p.m. <laughs> not even a little bit. But I do remember there being a whole bunch of controversy about it because they were saying it was like ego and uh, things right. of that, that was nature. A, how dare he know. not show up for this spectacular event? Don't they see see that Stevie's <laughs> there and Michael's there? And he's like. And Dan Aykroyd is there yeah, for some yeah. reason. <laughs> He didn't refuse. He just had other engagements that he didn't want to break, which is sort of more respectable right. than if he said cancel the show to show up for two lines of this fucking song. Right. You know, people just yeah. wanted to be able to market it as you know, Michael and Prince together, and that was, you know, fuck it. He yeah. didn't want to be used that way either, really, but I, I don't think there was ego. The, the whole story is out there someplace of what, what exactly he was supposed to be doing instead that didn't get canceled, but yeah. It's like, yeah, whatever. Uh. But that whole thing, yeah, yeah. Think of the people who were there who are now like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> like, yeah. First of all, Dan, yeah. Dan Aykroyd was just kind of there because of the Blues Brothers, I guess. Because Belushi was, uh, yeah, she was gone. Yeah. So and, if they did that today, they'd have to do for four that. years. But yeah, he died in eighty or eighty one. But most of those, if you look down the list of those artists, I wouldn't say most, but a good two thirds of them are probably people who are no longer popular <laughs> oh well god yeah. 40 years later yeah, yeah I mean, well i don't mean like currently on the charts i mean like you know currently oh. active at all that people would be like are you, are you being that? like popular in 86 they were well like if somebody <laughs> says you know if somebody says you know steve perry people some people be like, oh yeah journey i know those guys but like a lot of those bands are slowly getting into the who the fuck is that era, like where they were only popular for three or four years around that time, so they never got uh-huh. into history, you know. Let's see. I gotta take it? a look at that list because I, I do just remember. calling up, like okay, like Lionel Richie, Stevie Wonder, Paul Simon, yeah. all these people are still very yeah. big. You know, Tina, Lopper, Tina yeah. Turner, you know, Willie yeah. Nelson, and with blah blah blah, all these people. Let's see who's who's not famous on here anymore. Wow, this, this is actually is a pretty respectable list, actually, looking at it. <laughs> I'm going to take that shit no. back. Really, the only one who doesn't belong there was Dan Aykroyd. Well, <laughs> He's like, look, guys, I just did the Ghostbusters oh, you know thing. I can do this. I, I get it. I think you were probably thinking of the uh, the other one. The um, Well, the Do You Know It's the, Christmas? There's that one the and then Wham the other one. <laughs> Yeah. There was Do They Know It's Christmas, and then there was the USA for, oh, God damn it, I can't think of it. There was one with, like, oh, all the, rockers. The, the fucking other one that was, uh, like, the Sun City one, which was supposed to be cool, but sucked.
ran DMC go. on it, and it was bad. Yeah. Like, oh. Oh, God. I, I don't even, I have no memory of that. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> Pat, <laughs> Pat had that one. <laughs> like, when I listen to it, oh, this sucks. You can have it back. 85, man. There's uh, there's, a, there's a really a lot of stuff that happened in, in, beyond just the, this pop stuff. In March, it was the, the very first WrestleMania, you know, which was a big Ooh, thing. WrestleMania our, 1. You know, for our bunch of people, you know, our the 11, 12, 13-year-old kids, that was big news. That was yeah. huge. Yeah, that was huge. That's when I still believed, uh, like everyone yeah. else, oh, yeah. that wrestling was real. And that's when Hogan went on his run in the 80s. A good four, he did not drop the belt to nobody. He would, yeah. he would refuse to drop the belt clean. I mean, <laughs> if he lost, it was always a run-in or something. And uh-huh. that Yokozuna and immediately get it back. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, as you know, they come at it from the top of the dresser with the Yokozuna splash. He had it for like, I don't know, he had it when I started and when I stopped watching. And then he still had it when I started watching again. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Like, what, what does Hogan have over Vince McMahon? Uh, he, was, he, he, he basically built that empire. If you really think about it, that WWF was where yeah. Vince McMahon had. Well, his dad had it. He got it. He started pilfering people. I mean, everyone knows the story now. I mean, it's become legend. But if you were just a young guy at that time and you're you're in that business and you know that business was a little bit better than the carny business at that time. Right. And um, he got wrestling on TV. Yeah. I mean, let me rephrase that. Wrestling was on TV, but he got it back on network and back into... The Saturday night main event he and all that made stuff. It, made it mainstream and respectable made to, it mainstream. to a degree. Yeah, but he literally in, put all his cards on that WrestleMania that that show. Like, uh, you know, he had so uh, much money into that invested in all the shit that it took to put that on that if they, if it didn't go uh, over big, they were gonna have to go under and sell out to the NWA. Not the rap team, yeah. but the you know, that gamble, <laughs> that gamble war. Yeah, that, that would that would have been more interesting. That would be NWA versus NWA. <laughs> this would be a new video game. Yeah, Ric Flair yeah. versus Ice Cube. Begin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But to that point, though, um, Vince McMahon, I mean, brilliant. Brilliant. He did it. Yeah. Looking look, looking back on what he did, and he was a young guy at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, re- I remember not knowing that Vince McMahon was the owner of the thing because when right. I was watching wrestling, he was a uh, way he behind. Was a, he was the um, he was the no, announcer. He was a play-by, yeah. yeah, he was oh, the play-by-play yeah, play guy right. with yeah, Jesse right. Ventura. That's Jesse right. Ventura was the color commentator. Uh-huh. Well, you Vince know, McMahon, McMahon, these guys are a bunch of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> and that That's entire right. time, Vince was running the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but exactly. He, we thought it was Jack thought, Tunney was the yeah. President. I just thought yeah. I just thought he was yeah. Yeah, he yeah. He even had somebody else who was like the president, and he was just like Jr. I mean, that was like back in the day. Yeah. We didn't even know he was running the shit. That it was his company, right? Yeah, it was his. Yeah, I didn't find that out till way later. <laughs> way later. Way later. Way late. As the wars with Doug, like way late. Mm-hmm. That's when they was like, oh wait. I was like, did he just promote up? 
oh, no, he's had the shit from the beginning? <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, he started out as a commentator and then made his way to president. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's hope for the little guy in this in this field because look, at he started yeah. out there, damn. Yeah. Started from the bottom, now he's here. Yeah. I mean, uh, that was really good. And speaking of uh, wrestling and wrestlers and movie, I was just watching the movie the other day, and I got to give it up to Terry Funk in his performance <laughs> as Morgan in, round, in uh, Roadhouse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Much love. You know what? All of this is relevant, too, because I don't know if you read the this made Yahoo headlines, uh, the Brooklyn Brawler being let go by the uh, WWE. Just Steve, like, Steve Lombardi, just the Brooklyn like, Brawler? Just like two days ago, this happened, yeah. Yeah, he's, Damn, been, doing, that, he's been doing backstage stuff. For the last yeah, 10, for, 10, 12 for, years, <laughs> they bring him uh, out once in a yeah. while. Though he'd show up to like, you know, he'd he'd still put on some other mask he'd and show up as a job. guy. Yeah, exactly. But usually, uh, as I, I, as somebody else, like they put a bunny head on him or some shit. You know. Yeah, they I remember, needed a body who could take a bump. Yeah, mm-hmm. Steve Lombardi, the Brooklyn Brawler, was the number one jobber in the WWF for years. Uh, he yeah. lost. Every single match. Okay, he was like the Washington Generals of the WWE. Yeah. He would always. A few of those guys wound up like being, you know, bigger. Like they, they switched up and actually climbed up into the, being mainstream superstars later. Where a couple of From guys. Like, like, wow, look at that guy. Remember that guy used to fucking lose all the time and now he's this guy. You know, it's like uh, there was a few of those. Like uh, I can't think. Of, uh, Barry O is one of them. This uh, was one of the Ortons. That later on, he became you know one of the Ortons, and then he's was suddenly winning all these matches and shit. Like that was isn't that that guy who was losing like every week to King Kong Bundy for eight months? <laughs> <laughs> or even uh, yeah. when Leaping Lanny Poffo became the genius. You know, it was like a, the yeah, genius. I remember yeah. that. That was Leaping Lanny Poffo, and then there was always that. I don't know if it's true or not, but they said that he was actually. Um, Randy Macho Man Savage's brother. brother. Yeah, 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 he was. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Their dad was. Wait, what do you think dude. about it? They kind of look similar. I mean, you know, if you really think about well, it. Well, that's because you never saw Savage without his fucking sunglasses. That's very true. rarely. And when he took them off, then yeah, you could see the. Yeah, those a lot beady of eyes that are like way in the. That was like a, a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of video you watch the macho man's interviews like with mean gene now and you're like holy shit gentlemen we got a taste of it a little earlier on here on saturday night's main event when the madness met the mania i am talking about macho madness and hulkamania two mega powers beating here tonight Hulk Hogan, what is happening? Well, you know me, Gene, we really don't know what we're dealing with here, man. And I'm just kind of a little worried about washing up here. Because we just might blow the whole planet up, you know. Everybody knows that Hulkamania is the strongest force in this universe. But when I hit that ring and I saw what the madness was all about, I realized there was a whole other universe out there, a whole other frontier in the power of the madness. And the mania just blew my 24-inch guns out. Man. You mean to tell me there is another solar system, Macho oh, Man? Unbelievable! I'm still in a state of shock right now. In fact, I don't think the mania coming down 
for a long period of time. Yeah, reckless abandon is what it used to be. Yeah, but Elizabeth opened up my eyes, and the big man right here, the big man. Yeah, he endorsed Macho Madness, and he gave me direction. Yeah. Reckless abandon used to be, but direction now with the mega, yeah, the mega, yeah, the mega powers, yeah, mega powers, yeah. I feel the power now. I feel the power right there. Man, yeah. Man, yeah. Like a hit over the head, Macho Man. Oh no, man, I'm alright. It's never been better yet. Don't you worry about the hit over the head, man. I'm just worried about where we're going from here. Is it this stratosphere, man? Is it the ionosphere with the madness? And the mania as one guiding force, we could go ahead and take the whole I w cannot w believe this. No, 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 no idea oh, yeah. children, but you can tell I don't about. like Randy Muscle Man Savage. He takes all that cocaine. He doesn't share no cocaine with nobody. I said, Muscle Man, give me some of that cocaine. He said, no. Awesome. You Randy Savage. No, <laughs> that was Jake Roberts that wouldn't share his cocaine. Yeah. I, said, I smuggle this cocaine, and you know, he give me just a little bit of coke. He don't give me a big <laughs> pile of coke. <laughs> <laughs> but the Iron Sheik is apparently cleaned up these days. Yeah, so. yeah. Come on, buddy. Just give me a little bit, buddy. I just need a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't expect me to take these bumps without a little bit. Well, that's what it was, you know. I mean, they, they used to, that's what they did because they didn't have people issuing them these ridiculous pain medications now. But you know what? Right, it was the right. guys that were using cocaine and, and weed and booze and whatever else to kill their pain were not dying every fucking three months because of a pill overdose, you know. Yeah, like fucking. Oh, they're all. Yeah, apparently, they're all Prince would have been better with with a big bag of cocaine than he was with a doctor. You know, who was like, uh -huh. the hell? He's like, I can self medicate with this spoon and this baggie. Didn't somebody else just recently pass away from the WWE? Like one of their China. wrestlers. Oh, China. Yeah, China. Yep. And she just around. She just around hit that age mark too. Where did they die? Well, 40, China, 44? dude. Have you? Followed her the last ten years. That Not girl has really. had a rough fucking time. <laughs> you know, there was Are her, her, about? her, and uh, what's his name? Fucking Six Pac or whatever the fuck. The one, two, three kid. Yeah, exactly. They were a couple, and they were both like big into heroin together. And then they uh -huh. had like literal battles, like fist fights and shit, and we wound up having yeah. to split. And he got clean, but she did not. So he was kept uh -huh. trying to get her to straighten up and shit, and she just kept talking shit about him and stuff. And that, that's what got her in the porn, probably. Yeah, then she started doing the porn because that's where you go when you do heroin and have no money, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I may have uh, accidentally watched some of that. Yeah, well, and then she did the, she did the porn. Like the, they were still thinking about bringing her back for some stuff if they could clean her up, but then she did the porn mm -hmm. where she was in the ring doing it with John Cena, Iron Sheik, Vince McMahon, and you know Triple H or whatever. I am Mean Gene of Orchid Club, and welcome to the San Fernando Valley Arena for the world's very first Funko Mania! Here it is! This, this is like basically a king-size bed, ladies and gentlemen, and they are gonna do some damage! Here she is, the lady of the evening! What we've all been waiting for! Rubbing our cocks in anticipation! Getting busy! She doesn't care, she'll take them all. China!
Iron Sheik wants some of those titties. And Brett the Hitman High. Oh! She goes to town on the Sheik's balls. Oh, she's up again. She doesn't care. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Oh, that's it. But nobody likes a clown. I told you that. Oh, my God. Looks like this match is getting underway. Uh, porn style. And, uh, and they said, no, we're good now. You, you're not coming back because some kid might have, find this on the fucking Internet. You have besmirched our good name. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I want to circle back to Ralphie accidentally watching the China porn. How, yeah. how did that accidentally happen? Well, when you look up uh, She-Hulk in porn <laughs> yep. and things, that's what comes up. It is because she played the She-Hulk in porn. There you go. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, I, did, I did not see that one, but apparently that uh, she, she sort of look, her girl parts tend to look like they have a man part attached. <laughs> Well, what I, happened was... I did hear that China does have a very large clit. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it was weird. It's a thick clit. It was something. It was like a little smoky. But see... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they put in with macaroni and cheese when we had little... Uh-huh. Mac and little sausages. Yes, may she rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. it have to be, though. The girl was what? How tall was she? Six foot six or something. She was a big lady. Yeah, she, was, she was a perfect She-Hulk too. It was good. Yeah. And then the the body paint rubbed away from her naughty bits, so it was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still watching it. I, I saw a clip that had like two Smurfs fucking one day that was like that too. I'm like, why do yeah, the Smurfs? I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was so weird. I could only beat off to it twice. <laughs> I could understand like some Power Rangers or something that looks human, but I don't understand uh-huh. why people are dressed up like Pokemon or My Little Ponies. Or yeah, I, I don't, I don't like that stuff. I saw the Simpsons one, and like I said, <laughs> I, I can only, I, I can only jerk off to it once. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think there that might be really something weird. though. Like, I, I know we just kind of glassed over why you were even looking at She-Hulk and porn at the same time. Because <laughs> he wanted to jerk off to She-Hulk, apparently. Yeah. Was yeah, he, what was the confusion? I, I, I don't know. I figured it out from what he had said. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I actually had um, a She-Hulk poster in my room. It was a huge poster of her on like Muscle Beach. Yeah, uh, it's John Byrne. Laying, laying, you know, you know, laying down on the uh, on a blanket with a huge fucking uh, barbell. Barbell weighted on her. And uh, I had that in my room forever. And uh, why no, did you have that? I got it at a convention. I got it for free. Oh, okay, no wonder. Yeah, they, they gave it to me. Yeah, like, you know the last day when they're like, here, kid, take this. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> Thank you. Marvel. It's yeah. legal. It's going yeah. up on the wall. It's going up on the wall. I bought. The... I never once thought to jerk off to it, though. Yeah, I know. I'm saying. Maybe that's what sparked it. You know, I've been in your room hundreds of times. <laughs> I never thought to jerk off the poser, but it could have sparked something. Um, I, I had a Silver Surfer poster in my room. I don't know if you remember that. I was not a huge fan of Silver Surfer, but I always thought that that poster was dope. Yeah. I, re- I don't remember that as much. I do remember the LL Cool J poster that you had. Yeah. It's possible that, uh, yeah, I had LL and I had uh, Raisin Hell. Yeah, it's just like with Frank. I remember him having the, the, the old CD, um, what were those, the, the CD uh, boxes. The, the boxes, CD? yeah. Yeah. I think he put it on his whole wall, or was the back of your door? I can't remember. That was that was pretty much the whole every wall that was available. 
<laughs> Every available space. Yeah, that's how it was with my comic book. Because those were free, you know? They, they, people, now they, they don't do them after the 90s. But that was free art back then. Shit. And it's like, well, cut the side off and hang it up, dude. It's a poster. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. You silly people yep. throwing them away. Now they're expensive. You know, if, you, if you eBay those those old things, especially intact ones, that sometimes you know, forty fifty bucks depending on which one it is. Yeah, damn, that's crazy. It's, well, you know, that, it's you been a long time. It, it's nostalgia, yeah. like everything. Yeah, else. that's true. So, plus, like, yeah, I wanted yeah. to buy a, a, an original license to Ill CD because the only one I have is a, was a slightly later reissue, and it's not the original original because some dickhead stole my disc. You know, so I'm like, well, the only way to get an original original and be absolutely sure that's what's going to show up is to buy it sealed in the fucking long box, you know? And no uh, shit. And so I found one one day. I almost got it for like 20 bucks, and then somebody came along and outbid me for like 75 bucks. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. You, you could have stopped at 30. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to get like, out. I'm not fucking around. <laughs> yeah. One million dollars. <laughs> That's funny that you say that too, that you brought up license to ill because I remember so many times falling asleep to uh license to ill uh sleepovers at your house. So many times. I was listening to another podcast and I, I may have brought this up before, but uh, um they brought it up that uh every kid in their neighborhood in New York had the license to ill on one side and then raising hell on the other side that somebody dubbed for them on a oh, 60 yeah. minute max L tape. I had that cause Frank dubbed it for me. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the best. Cause like you, you, there was no bad you. moment of that tape. Not at all. And it's funny that you mentioned that because when we were at that age, um, Around around the eighty, oh God, it had to be like eighty six, eighty seven. Uh, we would always walk to the mall. Yep. And Ralphie always had a Walkman. Always. <laughs> yes, I did. Always had a Walkman, and I believe that tape got spun <laughs> off the <laughs> off the reel. <laughs> That's real. Yeah, I think we had to remake it at some point, like get a new tape and say, "Here's another one." Because mm-hmm. I think and it you know what? eat itself after just it was worn out. <laughs> oh, for sure. And there, there, there was uh, there was a certain point where you would listen to your tape so much that the shit on one side would kind of bleed through on the other <laughs> side. Yeah, <laughs> backwards. You hear it backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, you know what? That sound sounds kind of cool backwards. <laughs> and if now you let's heard, find if out what Rex That sounded like it was going the right way. <laughs> like, what's going on? Right. Hey, <laughs> 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 
I remember using when I you you would always get a Walkman that had auto reverse, and after a while, the auto reverse would break, and when you hit the button, it would just play the same side backwards. So I'd like <laughs> yeah. stick in the DOC real quick and hear what the end of that was. I got big ass Lilo in the house. Told me to make one for the motherfucking white boys. So I made this motherfucking shit here for your motherfucking ass. Got my boy Timmy in the house, made it shit so big ass ass said that this shit is dope. Got the gray blue out of motherfucking speaker on this bullshit. Fucking white boys don't like it. I'ma send KJ to beat your motherfucking ass. <laughs> Stick in flavor Solved all those mysteries before we I had always had some, I always had some quirky bullshit because jumping ahead to uh, 91, the airport mentioned, I had a, uh, a 79 Dodge Colt <laughs> and uh, I, had a, I had a tape deck in it and instead of using the auto reverse, what I would do is flip my uh, lights on, off and on, and then it would flip the tape. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why that worked. Because you had to fuck up electrical. That's what I need to say. That's what I need to That's pretty good. But yeah, oh, your, man. your tape deck was wired to the ground badly is what happened there. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah, I think I'd probably put it in myself, so I didn't yeah. know what the fuck I was doing. I did doing. that, too, man, when I got, the, got that 77 Dodge Diplomat, the classic. See, people uh, like, put that in 1991, you people had, well, it was California where a 77 was not that old of a car in, in 1991, really. They, they still, mine, right. mine looked fine. The body was in good shape. Uh -huh. It was as old, you know. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, I remember first thing that. I did was like put the radio in and shit and uh, got yelled yep. at for that because the car didn't work yet, but I was putting the radio in. But I was like, hey, man, come on. <laughs> You know, but it's I, gonna it sound good when it does a, work. It's like now it's <laughs> fairly easy, but it was such a pain in the aspect that I had to take apart almost the entire dashboard. You know? Yeah. And then when I get inside, you know, it's got nineteen seventy seven connections, but I've got a nineteen ninety one stereo. <laughs> you know? And it was always worse when you would put in your stereo, you put everything back on. And then you would try to see if your radio worked. Right. You're like, what did I miss? And you got to take everything back off again. Yeah, we never just thing. tried it. And we're like, all right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah right. never. Yeah, I always put it back together before we tried it. I was smart enough to try it first. But like, it was seriously like was about 18 wires that had to be connected that were color-coded. But the colors <laughs> yeah. didn't match any of the stuff because of the decade was wrong. 
So I had to sit there and basically wire, you know, all all these wires to separate little jumpers that I could then plug into this thing and make my own adapter just to get it to work. Right. Which they probably sold an adapter at the auto parts store for oh, like yeah. six bucks. I was about to say you you did all that. We just would wrap the wires in a ball and put tape on it and be like, well, <laughs> but we're not using we're not using these. We don't need to use these. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I still only used the ones you needed, but you had to figure out which was which, or else you wound up with a thing where your headlights would flip your tape. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, yeah, I got it all, all together and it worked and I finally got it working. I said, cool. So then I put it in and put it back together and then it didn't fucking work and I had to take it all apart again. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Please I, tell I, me I, that you remember how much, because I, I think I remember, did you pay for half of that car or did John pay for it and how much was it? Uh, I had seven hundred dollars, so it must have been fourteen hundred dollars or less. I think it was about twelve hundred bucks, and then I had two hundred okay. bucks to buy shit for part, parts and such. Right on. Uh, hey, correct me if I'm wrong, but that seventy-nine Dodge Colt didn't you buy it from like Mike's cousin or something? Mike's like sister. Mike's sister. Oh, yeah, Donna's yeah. car, right on. Yep, and uh, fifty bucks was how much I paid for that car. <laughs> Fifty dollars, and uh, I remember asking my um, my mom's boyfriend at the time. I was, I was like, uh, you know what? Hey, they're selling this car for fifty bucks. Should I buy it? He was like, Hell yeah! <laughs> I was like, What if What if something's wrong with it? He was like, It doesn't matter. It's fifty bucks. Get it. I was like, All right, whatever's yeah. wrong with it, we can fix. It. Uh, yeah, whatever's wrong, it's probably called less than that to fix. It. I was like, all right, well. Cool. Like, like, that was because you had to think about this. Like, should I buy this car or should I buy Super Mario Brothers three? You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, what's yeah. gonna get me laid? I'm thinking yeah. Super, so Mario Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. that car got me to Chicago and back, and on many adventures.
Ah, uh, uh, Adonis, pull yourself together.